BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in on a Victory Monday edition of the show. Monday, January 2nd here. The Jaguars took down the Texans in Houston. Big win, right? 31-3. to Got the monkey off their backs. They had lost nine straight to the Texans dating back to 2017. Jaguars get that monkey off their back in a big way in Houston. Jags are now 8-8. Eight and eight. First place in the AFC South heading into the final week. This was a 2-6 and six football team a couple months ago. They've won six of their last eight. They've won four in a row. Have the Jacksonville Jaguars. It has been a hell of a run for Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, and the rest of these big cats in Jacksonville. We're going to do our top takeaways from this one, as we do every Monday. Top takeaways from the Jags' 31-3 win over the Texans. We'll get into it right now. First, I'd like to remind you to follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jag, or at Generation Jag. Also, please hit that like and subscribe button here on YouTube. Helps the show out a ton. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform of choice, you can also subscribe and review there. Thank you so much for your support, Duval. It means the world to me. So getting into this one. There's a lot to take away from the actual football game that was, but the most important takeaway is how it impacts the Jaguars and their 2022 playoff chances. So, with this win, the Jaguars, they have a shot at the wild card, and we'll get into that. But, more importantly, Week 18 in Jacksonville, TIAA Bankfield, Jaguars versus Titans is going to be the AFC South title game, the AFC championship, whatever you want to call it. We don't always get these in the NFL with the way the schedule works out, but whoever wins that game, Titans or Jaguars, whoever wins that game is the AFC South champion in 2022. That's going to be Saturday night at the bank, 8.15 p.m. prime time for your Jacksonville Jaguars. Awesome stuff. Second prime time game of the year. Don't normally get two if you're a Jaguars fan, so enjoy it. Now, as I mentioned, wild card is still a possibility. 
Jaguars are eight and eight. There's several other teams that are eight and eight. What needs to happen for the Jaguars to get into the get into the dance without beating the Titans is you need the the Patriots to lose to the Bills, which obviously seems possible, likely even. You need the Dolphins to lose to the Jets. That game might be a coin flip type of game, but the Dolphins have been reeling. Steelers, you need them to lose to the Browns. So not a crazy set of circumstances, but depending on three different games to go your way in the NFL, not always a winning recipe, right? Um, So you don't want to have to rely on getting in as a wildcard team for a lot of reasons. Um, A, because it's a more, it's a more winding road again. Three teams have to lose. The Patriots have to lose to the Bills. Dolphins have to lose to the Jets. Steelers have to lose to the Browns. Again, all very possible. Maybe even likely. But uh, that's not how you want to get in. You want to get in by winning the AFC South Championship. By beating the Tennessee Titans in Jacksonville in the final game of the regular season in Week 18. Um, But yeah, you don't want to have to rely on getting into the wild card. A, because it's harder to get into the wild card. B... You're going to have to be playing on the road if you're a wild card team in round one. You take care of the Titans here this week, and you have another home game in week one of the playoffs, likely against the Ravens or Chargers. But yeah, you'd much rather win the division, beat Tennessee, have a winning record at the end of the season at nine and eight, and host a home playoff game than have to take this show on the road, which the Jaguars have shown they're capable of winning on the road this year. But you want to play at home in front of the hometown fans. No doubt about it. Now, as we mentioned, um, the biggest takeaway was just how this impacts the 2022 season for the Jaguars. But getting into the actual game, what took place on the field, 31-3, to it was about the most meh 31-3 win I think I've ever seen. And, and the fact that you can even say that, about the Jacksonville Jaguars, that they had a dominating win and it just didn't even feel like they played close to their best football in a lot of regards. That's just uh, terrific. And you can kind of say it about the game last week, which of course was in inclement weather. So that's why why you kind of saw the offense, I think, go into a shell a little bit and smartly so by Doug Peterson and company up in New York last week. But when you look at these last two weeks, they've gone on the road, two straight weeks, and they've had two dominant performances on the road. 50-6 to six is the Jaguars' uh, point totals over the last two weeks, right? They've outscored their opponents 50-6 to six in the last two contests. Going up to New York, beating the Jets. Should say East Rutherford, New Jersey. And then going into Houston, beating the Texans, a team you had not beaten since 2017. Not a good football team. Neither of those teams are really good football teams right now. But the Jaguars don't make the schedule. These players, these coaches, they don't make the schedule. All they can do is go out and perform against the teams that they have to perform against late in the season, and they just so happen to be going up against some teams not playing some very good football. When you talk about the Jets, when you talk about the Texans and the Titans next week. Um, Now, I do believe that that, uh, handling your business against these, you know, lower caliber teams, that's what you want to see, though. Like, yeah, they played bad teams, but they kicked their asses. Like, they left no doubt. Um, and say what you want about the Texans. They didn't look like a very good team today. 
in a lot of situations on tape, they don't look like a very good team. They haven't won very many football games this year, right? Just two wins and a tie. But they just beat the Titans, which again, Titans aren't playing good football. But the two weeks before that, they took the Cowboys to the brink and they took the Chiefs to the brink. So in my opinion, going into Houston and being able to beat them 31-3 to despite not having a huge passing day out of Trevor Lawrence in the passing game, you had the running game getting it, gun- getting it done in a big way. Uh, for the Jaguars, you had the defense doing a really good job, and you had special teams executing at a high level. This was a three-phase win for the Jaguars, and that's what you want to see late in the season. Because if you can get all three phases operating at a high level, uh, it makes it difficult for you to beat down the stretch. And that's what the Jaguars are kind of doing right now. So uh, really good stuff in two straight dominant performances on the road. 50-6, to six, the Jaguars have outscored their opponents in the last two weeks. I really liked what I saw, honestly, on both sides of the ball um, in a lot of ways from a play calling and strategy standpoint. Mike Caldwell, he deserves some praise here for the way he's gotten the defense playing over the last month or so. Uh, That continued today. There's still some annoying things that they do defensively um, that I'm not a huge fan of in terms of, you know, rushing three in clear passing situations, which actually ended up working out uh, on a certain play in this one. You had... Davis Mills had all day to find someone open, but he couldn't find someone open. And then eventually Roy Robertson Harris chased him down and he had to get rid of the ball for an incompletion. But I just can't stand when they rush three. 99% of the time when they rush three, it ends up being really ugly. Usually the quarterback finds someone open down the field because the coverage doesn't hold up. Um, I'm not a fan of when they do that. I don't like it when when they have their edge players, you know, carrying receivers down the field. It's one thing to have Josh Allen drop into a shallow zone, Trayvon Walker drop into a shallow zone, but to ask them to carry tight ends and backs and players down the field, 20, 30 yards down the field, I think it's just ridiculous. And opposing offenses, they're kind of dictating how that happens, but the Jags should know in these situations that they're getting attacked by getting um, edge players like Josh Allen in one-on-one coverage down the field. Now, Props to Josh Allen. Today, he was able to make a, a play and pass coverage down the field, Rex Burkhead, in the end zone. Uh, so credit to Josh Allen for making that play. I just don't think you should be seeing that every single week. I think you need to try to get out of that um, scenario if you're the Jaguars' defense. But it is what it is. Still, Mike Caldwell did some really good things defensively today. He has this team playing fast. He has the front being able to pin their ears back a little bit more than they were uh, during the middle of the season, and it's it's been really impressive so far. But I want to start on the other side of the ball when we talk about some of these individual performances. Christian Kirk, 1K Christian Kirk, first time in his career. Props to that man and a stiff arm to boot on the reception that got him over 1,000 yards a nasty stiff arm in the middle of the field for Christian Kirk. Wasn't a big day for Kirk, but for him to uh, you know finally surpass 1,000 yards receiving in his career uh, for a season, um, he was like a catch or two away from doing it in 2021. Comes over to the Jaguars, new team, new system, new quarterback, new head coach, everything. He hit the ground running in Jacksonville. He's been such a professional, um, really, really great season for Christian Kirk, who has become a slot dominator in Jacksonville, in this Doug Peterson system with Chris, with uh, Trevor Lawrence throwing him the football. A 1,000-yard season for Christian Kirk. Um, just a fantastic signing. And yeah, the Jaguars probably paid more than they had to to land Christian Kirk in free agency, but I think Trent Baalke is feeling pretty good about that one right now. 
1,000 yards receiving for Christian Kirk on the year. And he did it with a game to go. Love to see it. Talking about another individual performance on office, Travis Etienne. My goodness, the speed and explosiveness. Yes, the fumbles are maddening. Like, no question about it. But he's a walking big play. 140 yards on 12 touches is absolutely ridiculous. And yes, he did have a 62-yarder. But if you're talking about getting about 80 yards on 11 touches, that's really freaking good too. Like, this guy is a walking big play, a a home run waiting to happen. And you've got to work on the ball security issues, absolutely. But you can't take the ball away from him, right? you got to keep giving him the ball because he's going to do good things. 140 yards, a 62-yard touchdown on the ground. His his movement skills, his speed and acceleration and quickness, change of direction, um, they make it really difficult on opposing defenses <laughs> to get this man to the ground. And uh, that was never more evident than today on that 62-yarder. And a couple other big plays that he had too. He was really fantastic outside of, obviously, the fumbles being an issue. But Travis Etienne, I just think you look back at the 2021 draft, you look, oh, drafting a running back in the first round. This guy's worth every penny with what he can do on the field. He's not a, a, a normal running back. He's a home run threat waiting to happen at the running back position. And that's rare to find in the NFL these days. So I think Travis Etienne, I would draft him at 25 again and again and again, honestly. Talking about Trevor Lawrence, we haven't talked much about the quarterback so far, right? To me, eye test-wise, this game was okay by his standards. Not by mere NFL standards, by his standards, which are high. Like, this is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Today was an okay game for him. Missed some throws early, in my opinion. Was a little high on a couple of them. Obviously, the interception you can't have, but that very clearly, to me, looked like a miscommunication. It wasn't just like a poor read by Trevor. There there was a miscommunication there. He expected a receiver to be there. Um, but the offense, reasonably efficient. Uh, he led the team to three scoring drives before exiting the game. On offense, did Trevor Lawrence. Uh, still had some tight window throws. Still had some really good stuff from an operational standpoint. He played a pretty good game, but it just wasn't one of Trevor Lawrence's signature games. And, and and for to him to not have a signature game, but then the rest of the team to step up around him, it was a beautiful thing. This team is so confident. And they're talented. And they're well-coached for the most part. Like Things are moving in the right direction for Jacksonville right now in a big way. And, um, you know, Trevor has struggled against Lovey Smith's defenses. Would I say he struggled today? No, I wouldn't. Because, again, he led the offense down the field for three scoring drives. You know, and and less than three full quarters of play, right? Uh, he was 17 of 21, did have the interception, which again looked like clearly a miscommunication. 152 yards, nothing to write home about. 7.2 yards per attempt, again, nothing to write home about. But it was it was efficient. It was fine. And and the key to the Jaguars' offensive game plan today was running the ball, right? The Texans have one of the worst run defenses of football. You believe that you could get the job done on the ground, and you did with Travis Etienne. He had 9 for 108 on the ground. Jamichael Hasty, 10 for 33. Not really impressive, but found the end zone. 
um, had a tough run early in this game to put the Jaguars up. Snoop Connor, another guy, didn't have a crazy statistical day. Five carries for 17 yards, but tough running. Found the end zone. You had three different running backs find the end zone for the Jaguars today. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc and i just think it's really impressive the way the team stepped up around trevor um in terms of running the running game picking slack up the defense picking the slack up special teams units picking the slack up it was it was a team win today no doubt about it but I wouldn't say Trevor played poorly. He just didn't play up to probably his super high standards, to be completely honest. Um, looking at some of the other individual performances here before we get out of here, Walker Little doing his thing in the running game in a big way. Uh, that 62-yard run was right right by Walker Little there. Uh, still, though, in pass protection, there's like a rep every week or so. Pretty much every week he's been on the field, yeah where you're like, this kid just needs more time on task, more time to figure it out, more reps. And you wish that he was able to get more reps prior to these critical games down the stretch, right? Prior to getting into the playoffs. You wish that there was more experience at left tackle, certainly. But uh, I think he's playing pretty well. The one this week uh, that was really... I don't know how you stop it, because Okoronkwo for the Texans right now, he's... Pass rushing like a like an all pro, like a Pro Bowl type player right now. Um, over the last month or so, and he hit he hit Walker Little with a really filthy inside spin. Uh, got right into the pocket, right into the face of Trevor Lawrence, and you don't want to see that from Walker Little. But again, that's just one of those things where more time on task for him, and I think he's probably eliminating some of these little. Uh, flashes of where he gets beaten too easily by some of these talented pass rushers he's gone up against. But overall, I feel pretty good about him. Just wish that somehow he was able to have more experience prior to this point. And he could have if the Jaguars decided to roll with him at left tackle this offseason instead of paying Cam Robinson like a Pro Bowl player. But we don't need to dive into that right now. (laughs) Josh Allen. On the defensive side of the ball for the Jaguars, I mentioned he got the the job done in coverage in this game. He, all of a sudden, don't look now, three sacks in the last four games. He's been playing really good for the Jaguars. And this one, he got a strip sack, uh, which led to an incredibly easy touchdown for Tyson Campbell. And you love Tyson Campbell getting some easy ones because he's one of the best players on this team, probably the best player on the Jaguars defense as a whole. He doesn't get a lot of easy ones. Teams don't like to test him all that often. And when they do, he's usually going up against stud receivers. Uh, so happy to see him get his first touchdown of his career. 
Tyson Campbell, and just he deserves, if anyone on that defense deserves just an easy one, it's Tyson Campbell. So I'm happy to see him get it. Uh, Speaking of players on the defensive side of the ball, playing well, Caleb on Chason had the best game of his career in Jacksonville yesterday. He got a sack and a quarterback hit and was flying around the field, making plays. Um, he had four total tackles, one tackle for loss again, one sack, one quarterback hit and the sack he's lined up one-on-one against Laramie Tunsil, who you could argue is the second best left tackle in football right now. Certainly one of the top two or three at the position in the NFL today. And Caleb on chase on just got some speed to power go and got his hands up in the chest and he exploded into Laramie Tunsil into that backfield and just walked Laramie Tunsil back to the quarterback and finished it. Caleb on chase on game of his life. Now, He's in the third year of his rookie deal. He was a first-round pick. Obviously, uh, the Jaguars have him for at least the 2023 season with his rookie contract. Could he be the answer to missing guys like if Arden Key walks in free agency, if you have to let uh, Dewan Smoot walk in free agency, what do you do about Roy Robertson-Harris with his contract? If you lose some of these veterans that you have, could Caleb on Chason be the answer to the Jaguars' pass rush depth, right? You're not asking him to be your number one or number two. You've got Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. Could he be your third pass rusher? Your third edge rusher? It sure looked like it uh, against the Houston Texans. Hell of a game for Caleb on Chason. And he deserves his flowers because he's had a hell of a tough time in Jacksonville. Uh, Jaguars fans have been downright disrespectful to Caleb on Chason in a lot of ways. And you get it. Fans are going to fan. They're going to get mad at first round picks that don't pan out, but hell of a game for Caleb on Chason. I'm so happy for him. He's been hardworking and, uh, it's today you saw a step in the right direction. So happy for him. Happy for the kid. Uh, Foye, my goodness, Foye Lewican. Again, leads the Jaguars in tackles um, all over the field. Nine tackles, a pass breakup, a vicious legal hit, I might say, on Davis Mills, who kind of giraffed his way to the ground. It was a strange looking. I don't know if he was trying to slide. I don't know if he was trying to put a knee down. I don't know if he knew what he was trying to do, but uh, Foye didn't care. Nearly decapitated him there. Um, Foye Luke, and you can talk about is, is his level of play... $15 million per year. I don't want to worry about that right now because it's not the time to worry about contracts. He's playing fantastic football for the Jaguars, whatever that's worth. Uh, he is the heart and soul of that defense, really, in a lot of ways. When he plays the way he played today, this defense is really damn good. And you love to see it from Foye Lucan. Another guy who a lot of people said was overpaid. I said was overpaid. Doesn't matter right now. He's getting the job done for the Jaguars. Decided to give Evan Ingram a little bit of a break this week. He had one carry, picked up a first down, had a catch as well. Uh, Not much from Evan Ingram. Zay Jones, another drop. 
you know, since since he exploded onto the scene a few weeks back, had a couple of huge games in a row, um, it's up and down. And you're going to be entering 2023 and the rest of this season. He's going to be your second or third option the rest of this year. He'll be your third option next year once you get Calvin Ridley in. Is he that guy? I still don't know. Because you see examples of him looking like a wide receiver one, a legitimate wide receiver one. And then you see him having some of the most inconsistent hands in the league. I lean towards thinking Zay Jones is really more of a wide receiver four on a great offense than a wide receiver three. And he's currently wide receiver two. Obviously, we mentioned Calvin Ridley. He'll be here next year, so you won't have to worry about him being the wide receiver two. He'll be in a more natural role as wide receiver three, but I I think you could upgrade. I think you could be better there, and I don't think it would necessarily take a lot to get someone better than Zay Jones there in the draft. Like, There's going to be receivers in the third round, in the fourth round, in the fifth round that get selected that are talented receivers that go and make their teams a lot better I think the Jaguars should be in that market. I really do. But I digress. Marvin Jones, who's in the final year of his deal, had a heck of a game for the Jags today. He was their leading receiver. Six receptions on seven targets, 61 yards. Uh, Good game for the vet. Love to see that from him. And we're going to end this one talking about special teams. All right? Logan Cook had another great, great day. Uh, five, Five total punts. Four inside the 20. A couple really close to the end zone. Got one down at the one-yard line. Riley Patterson, he only attempted one field goal today. It was from 53 yards out, which for a lot of kickers, you know, 53 is not anything special, right? That's kind of, you're expected to make that at this point, 53. Maybe 15, 20 years ago, 53 was a lot harder, but kickers have gotten better. They've gotten bigger legs. But Patterson, Drilled his 53-yarder right down the pipes. Probably would have been good from close to 60. Um, and so you like to see that from Patterson because he's a guy that's been accurate. You know, during his time here, during his time in 2021, he's been an accurate kicker for the most part. The question is, how strong is the leg? How big is that leg? And uh, for him to drill that one the way he did, obviously not a lot of pressure on him in the moment, but it was a good thing to see. Um, and he was four of four on his extra point tries. Uh, Jamal Agnew, not a ton of action, but he did have one 18-yard punt return. Uh, he He's looking like that guy back there that you saw last year in 2021. Took a little bit of time to get his sea legs under him as a returner in 2022 coming off the injury, but he looks like the Jamal Agnew we all know and love right now. And um, Again, when you have a kicker, a punter, and a returner operating at the level that these guys are operating at and the players around them doing their jobs as well, it's it's great for your special teams unit and great for your team as a whole. This was a team victory, a victory you should be fired up about. 31-3 to on the road in Houston. Again, a team the Jaguars had not beaten since 2017. Got that monkey off their back. Trevor Lawrence played a pretty good game. Um, and so he gets that monkey off his back in terms of uh, just having a game where he executes at a decent level against the Texans, gets his offense in position to win, and actually beats the Texans. He's now 1-3 and three against the Texans. So a uh, good win for him, good team win all around. Defense played really well. They did what they were supposed to do against a bad Houston Texans offense. And again, this is, say what you want about Texans, 
They've taken teams to the brink. Their last three weeks, they beat the Titans, they took the Chiefs to the brink, and they took the Cowboys to the brink. And the Jaguars went out and handed them a big, fat, ugly loss, 31-3. to Now all the Jaguars have to do to get into the playoffs is beat the Tennessee Titans in Week 18 in Jacksonville in front of what should be a raucous home crowd of Jacksonville Jaguars fans wearing black and teal, getting loud, getting rowdy. I'm fired up for it. I'll be at that game. Um... Look, beat the Titans and you're the AFC South champions. That's what it comes down to. And there's no reason for the Jaguars to not beat the Titans. No reason. We'll get into that matchup throughout this week coming up. But again, Saturday night, 8-15 at the bank. Jags-Titans for the AFC South crown. Can't wait for it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, Duval. Really appreciate your support. like to remind you to hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo. Let me know what you thought about this win, what you're expecting from the Jaguars this week, whatever you want. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Again, please hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also hit the notification bell so you don't miss a show. You can also become a channel member right here on YouTube. If you enjoy the content, you can get some cool perks. There's a link in the description below to the channel membership. And check out genjag.com today. Today is the final day to pre-order your It's Always the Jag or It Was Always the Jags t-shirt that we've got up again for pre-order through midnight Monday, January 2nd. You can go pick that up at genjag.com slash shop. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Y'all support means the world to me. Uh, it's been a fantastic year of growth. I'm excited for 2023 to be even better. So again, thank you so much, Duval. Have a great rest of your victory Monday, and we'll be back at it tomorrow. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.